Be sure to share the podcast on your favourite social media channels. created to bridge societal divides in a judgment-free zone using candor and humor. My name is Jay, and today I am joined by Crystal Clear, founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors Foundation. She's an entrepreneur, certified trauma coach, published author, and a licensed pastor, which I want to talk about later. I love that. Um, oh, I, did they really? Wait, so did my team oh, really yes, they did. They, that part? They dropped, oh, they dropped no. a manhole cover. Not a dime. They dropped a manhole cover. I love that, though. Oh. I have, I have a question later about it. So it's, I'm glad they put it in there and hopefully you're glad they did then. Oh no. It, I mean, Hey, you know what we said, we're going with the flow, right? This is, this is what we do. We talk about everything, you know, what makes oh, you, you and why you have the passions you have and what you're bringing to the table that people can learn from. So Rock, Paper, Scissors Foundation focuses on some pretty traumatic events for people. Um, But before we get into that, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you're at, and um, let us get to know you. So I get to be the founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors, and I go by Crystal Clear. If you want to be transparent, my last name was Clark. Was that a pun? Hold on. Was Was that a pun? (laughs) Did you just make a dad joke? I I need to hear that. If you want to be transparent. Crystal clear is not. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> beautiful. You that was be a little petty. Oh, I love I that. Petty. <laughs> I can step into those zones. I am before I introduce myself. It's funny because I am the woman that I feel like some of the men will sit and be like, "You're a unicorn." Women don't think like you, like the bro code thing. Even though I'm a girl, I can still get it. But um. So I get to be the founder of a nonprofit called Rock, Paper, Scissors Foundation. And it's rock, no matter what you brought me. Paper, no matter how you crumble me. Scissors, no matter how you cut me, I'm an overcomer. And we just simply give a voice to those that have been silenced by any form of sexual, emotional, physical abuse, human trafficking, and awareness and prevention. And that's for everyone. Our platform for mental health, we rally around the world for everyone. But we do focus on the brown and black communities with the mental health piece. Because of the stigma mm. in culturally and the stigma in the church with mental health. Mm. And so I would like to say that I'm a disruptor. And what that means is I like to go in a place and shake things up because I'm a truth teller and I uncover it. Um, just because it glitters doesn't mean that it's gold. And so I like to walk directly through things and not around them so that that way we can unpack things in a place of like, honesty. And that's why it's the crystal clear and the transparency cut. That's why. I love it. There's so I, many people that are I phony. I couldn't agree more. Um, as you've seen, our logo features masks. We talk about it a lot on the show. I feel like that we are issued masks from our parents and upbringings at a certain age. Um, it creates a yes. character, an ego, a persona. Um, unfortunately, we even tack on multiple personas to that as we grow up. I cannot begin to fathom. 
the reality that is coming up as an African-American in the United States, having to portray themselves in so many different manners that are inauthentic in order to accomplish the bare necessities to survive. So the fractures within the mental health community that is that population cannot be paid attention to enough. You're, you're so absolutely right, because it's almost like you speak out and you look for help and then you're considered crazy or mm. either. Yeah, no, seriously, literally you're considered crazy. What's wrong with her? Well, you know, she's crazy. Well, you know, she got to take medicine. Well, I don't know what's wrong. Well, then what's wrong? Does she even know the Lord? Like, does she even go to church? Well, why don't she pray about it? No, honey, that's not going necessarily. No, that's the ignorance of. It is. That is the ignorance of people. And I'm like, what? Um, but then it's the part of it that if I show these scars to someone else, depending on where someone's maturity level is and their mm. perspective, if I show these scars to someone else that does not look like me, I've always been told. Not me per se. I'm using an example. Mm -hmm. I've been told that in these other spaces and communities, I'm not safe. So now they're going to judge me. And I've already, they're already looking at me like I don't belong because I don't look like them or I don't move like them. Or maybe there's an entitlement on them that makes them feel that I don't deserve the same things in life that other people here deserve. It's a sticky thing. It's no different than a woman being in corporate America and you being a whole boss and you can sit with men. And you honor them and you honor and you're excited about how great they are and how much they can accomplish. But then, you know, you have something to bring to the table, too. And somebody's looking like, why is she here? Why, where's Karen here? Who told her she had a voice? Mm. Even though she's got a whole Harvard education and a great perspective and knows how to see the world and color outside of the lines. Insecurity is a fickle bitch, ain't it? Oh, fickle. Talk about right? fickle tickle. Like that thing those, will choke you. Those gentlemen... <laughs> are not in a position to feel entitled to their scenario. They're actually telling you with every look of disgust, aggravation, or whatever it is, that they don't deserve to be there. They know it. And now they feel inferior and ashamed of themselves. And what's the easiest way to take somebody else down, a woman or a woman of color, is to what? Degradate their ability to perform. Tell them that they don't belong to be there. Treat them as if they were in a kitchen or something stupid like that. Come up with remarks. Slide, snide. Sh I hate the corporate world for these things. It's one of the reasons why I left it. <laughs> Watching my peers, women, uh, people of color, minorities, those are my peers, right? Having to fight a different struggle to get the same thing. I recognize this because I grew up with shit. Like absolute shit. I had the drugs and the, you know, the middle of nowhere and the food stamps and all that shit. But. So you saw it all. But no, I didn't. I am man enough to admit that I only got to where I am because of the fact that I could just put on a suit jacket and I'm white. I'm not poor as soon as I put on that jacket. I'm not trailer trash. I'm not anything unless I got a neck tattoo or busted front teeth. I'm in like Flynn. I could even lie about my degree if I wanted to. And I've already got 70, 75% of the truth is on my side in skin color and fucking gender. That And what you're saying is so, when I'm listening to you speak that way, I'm like, this is so many people's reality. 
So some people can show up in a scenario and no matter what they look like, what gender they are, there's not a 75% here on each side. There's a 20%. But then this is where I, this is the 50 yard dash at the 25 yard line. But guess what? That's why I love people that just take whatever cards they were dealt and play the game. That's what I'm big on. I play the game no matter what. So it doesn't matter if I'm a female, if I'm an, a Black woman, African-American woman. None of that stuff matters. I'm going to show up and I'm going to put my best at the table and I'm going to work that thing and I'm going to climb and I'm going to win and I'm going to soar because I am the captain of my own um, peace. I am the CEO of my future. No one gets to dictate the amount of success that I have. Now, is it going to be harder? At times, absolutely, because of course, it's already harder, they say, quote unquote, for women. They say that. And mm-hmm. then they also say women of, you know, of color or anyone that has any type of different gender, you know, it, it, that can go very wide. And we know that. But mm-mm, nope, nope, not on my watch. Nope. Shouldn't. No, be. no. <laughs> I'm glad that we no. opened up with this. Because I believe that when you're advocating for a foundation like this or for people and being a woman and a woman of color, that there has to be a special set of circumstances that you face when giving your charity or your foundation the exposure that it deserves versus others. Have you found that? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. But I want to say from the voice of someone that's overcome and survived, I'm a sexual assault survivor, childhood mm-hmm. sexual abuse survivor, domestic violence survivor, a suicide, um, you know, I don't even like to say survivor. I'm still here and I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. But all those Same. pieces, if you're in mental health, yeah, like all those pieces are very real. But then I'm also very aware that if you don't have a limp, I can't really hear. You can tell me what to do only from the capacity that you know. So if you can't really understand or empathize with me or with someone else that may be going through something, are you able to really walk in their shoes and put yourself in their perspective? Mm -hmm. It requires humans at that point to be humans and trust. We Mm -hmm. should believe and trust those around us for the struggles that they have. The moment that we realize that each set of struggles comes with a different prescription lens with which to view life through, then we understand that no two people will ever have the same perspective. Can't take your glasses. I put your glasses on my face. I look like that guy on Hot Shots Part 2. They look like they're all wall-eyed and giant and, you know, ain't going to work. Everything looks blurry to me. Right. Right? Same thing for you. And the expectation is that we both believe each other and understand each other. And that's not possible. At that point, you have to accept certain things at face value. If one human is telling you that they feel oppressed in some manner, they're not well. They're not well and take it for what it is. You wouldn't scream if you weren't in pain. Don't we understand that? Unless you're looking for attention and those look like toddlers. We know who they are. They scream, they shout, they look like a toddler and then they walk away and then they go back to their life. That's a completely different scenario. Karen's Karen. Fuck her. 
She's had a bad day. And we know. <laughs> no, Karen is entitled. When I see these Karens, they are entitled in a way, and it's such an ugly and healthy. It's like, who are you? Like, are you doing this? It's not a good look. <laughs> you know, I've taken, I've taken to the mental picture of the straight jacket. I know that sounds ridiculous, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. if I can accept the fact that we're all operating at a deficit of mental illness just by the simple fact that we exist in this society that we have, then why mm -hmm. can't I treat the outbursts of other humans for what they are? They are mental mm -hmm. health crises in a moment. I don't care what you call, say, do, whatever it is. You know, we're going to restrain you. But after that, in my mind, you've been in a straight jacket from the moment that you started acting out of the societal order. And then I can reconcile it. Eat. I'm not upset with that person. Mm -hmm. When I walk away, I go, I hope they get the help. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah, because you're able to understand. It's very hard to do. But I think that with time, you're able to understand, wait, something's different here. And something, is this really the real issue or is there something, a root cause of something? Or is there something that they're trying to say without saying it? A lot of times people are crying for help. And it'll, I just want to go back to something you were saying. I can remember people looking me in the eyes and not having enough discernment or not enough, you know, wit to be able to look at me and say, hey, she's bleeding. They're looking at me. They're looking at the surface part of me, but they're looking at me in the eyes and they can't see that I'm screaming for help on the inside. So. And that's tragic. But, but I'll tell you, when you're looking at that situation and you're living in it, there has to be an understanding that the person watching you will not have the same picture either. They won't understand you. Yeah. And we do have a gift. There's a gift given with trauma at an early age. Mm -hmm. That gift mm -hmm. that's given is a word that you said, discernment. Discernment mm -hmm. comes from those moments in life that show you that it's not all roses and that not all people that approach you are going to be kind. They will have fractitious intentions. They are coming after mm -hmm. you. And now... Everybody has that first and then acceptance after. We will yeah. look at people and see the smallest changes in their demeanor and recognize they are nefarious, right? Wow. But if you grew up in a loving, conditioned location where you were fed your understandings over time, Whatever it is, it's just a societal input. I don't care where it comes from, but you're not going to have the lenses to recognize who's fucked up around you. Can't mm. see them. Everybody yeah. looks like shiny, happy people, like a fucking REM song. <laughs> I also say stuff is, I also say a lot of times, one thing that I personally work on, and I don't know, you know, is the craft contamination. So am I saying stuff from the 12 year old girl? That's still hollering out for a, for acceptance and affection? Or am I seeing stuff from the woman that's sitting here? Is my little girl trying to go back now that I know what I felt that I did not have and rescue an old version of my new self? 
because what it looked like before, it's not going to look like because I've grown into the new. Mine's I think people being too. attached to the old. Yes. It's designed Mine to lie. Mine is a liar. It's designed <laughs> to lie to you. Why? Because it's there to protect you. And it treats every interaction just as bad as another. It can be a saber-toothed tiger or a narcissistic brother, you know, or some, it doesn't matter, fight or flight. And then from that day forward, I'm going to get protective thoughts to keep me away from that situation. I don't want yeah. my heart to hurt again. I don't even know that oh, my heart Jay. hurts. I don't know my heart hurts because my mind You're is in there, telling Benny. My mind's You're the one there. telling me that I'm okay. Don't You're believe so that. good. This is so good. You are. This is so profound because I was having that conversation just within the last 24 hours. Like, we wait a minute. Are. How do we get to a place? Well, that helps. <laughs> we all are. I think that we're on the precipice of a just amazing change. But in order to move directions, a pendulum must reach its highest point. That's going mm. to hurt. Because we're talking about and the opposite of empathy. Is it's yeah. coming back? And once you get to the highest point, what, it's coming back. So it's your job to stay on the mountain and not fall back down. It 100% is. And the onus is on people like you. And I and those that have found the calling that is in their life to act upon it, because like you said, you don't like to sit still. You like to affect change. You want to be a disruptor. Um, that's the only way anything happens in life. The only thing permanent in this world is what change. So if we're here mm. to change and we're sitting on our ass, we're disrespecting life. We're supposed to be constantly moving and you can choose. Do I want to do things that help others or do I want to do things that furthers the fucking cause of sitting on a couch and complaining about existence? It's only two choices nope. you have, right? Hey, we're talking about mental health right now. And I think that's a beautiful place to start when we're walking into a foundation like yourself, because I, my heart hurts for every one of these scenarios and for these people, not just for the traumatic situation, but more so for the aftermath. And the aftermath is that mental health situation and crises that all of them live in coming out of, you know, whatever happened to them to end up being someone that you guys are working with. Um, and I just from this conversation, I believe that that is something that you advocate for for these people so that they can find the freedom from the shackles that is something that is not in the present um, you're absolutely right i want to give you a chance to talk about what it is that you guys are working on who you're affecting give me the give me the the elevator pitch i'm gonna give you the meat and potatoes let's do it <laughs> wisdom gravy so yeah so some of the things that we get to do right now that i'm very passionate about i'm gonna just go to our Lily program first, and that is very important to me. Our Lily program is a program that we have in the schools, and it's around middle school girls and high school girls. We've had the program as well in elementary um, school. But this program has helped. I remember, I can't say the young lady's name on air, so we're just going to call mm. her G. One of the girls 
that we got to help, she spoke out and she spoke out about her mom's um, husband that was sexually assaulting her on a regular basis. Guess who gets those? Those They trust us. They trust me. They She told us mm. she was able to get the help she needed. Um, the school obviously was in it. The CPS, Child Protective Services. And this thing went to court. And she's now in a foster home. And I said to G, I said, G, I'm so sorry you're 11 years old. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. And how do you feel? She said, I feel great. And I said, great. She said, I feel good because I feel safe now. And she said, and I feel like I'm going to help a lot of people later. So with this, I get an opportunity sometimes to like speak to the youth. There'll be 14,000, I mean, 4,000 students. And after will be. 4,000 students. Well, thank you for saying that. We will, we will, in a pastor's voice, I'll say prophesy then. <laughs> I will preach I love you. that. I love that. And so we, so these kids, by the time I'm done, each time five or six of them will come out and they're like, just like, gee, you know, my uncle was doing this or one wasn't strong enough. She didn't realize that her, the uncle was doing it and she stood up and we got them some help and some counseling and, and the family was all messed up, right? For a second, but the truth was out. And I wonder how many other little cousins or nieces does she protect, right? And so we're, we, we have these programs where we're talking about the preventive stuff about human trafficking and the awareness so that they understand mm. if you have a boyfriend and he tells you, if you kiss my boy, I'm going to buy you some Jordan, that you're being coerced at an early age so that they know what this stuff looks Bro, like. That I got to tell happens. you this. I was so insecure as a young man there is no damn way in hell I would have let any other dude kiss my girlfriend for any reason, much less a pair of shoes. Like, what the hell is that? You're no this generation. When I chose, no. it is something new. I, but I'm I'm willing to admit, sixteen year old me, I would have had a heart attack watching my girlfriend kiss somebody else. And 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 my heart wishes that it was like that, right? It, like, it's the innocence we wish, but it's yeah. That innocence has been so scorned, and just I can just be honest. I don't feel like the internet and social media helps either. I, oh. this, is, this is a whole different can of worms that we're dealing with. Um, if you want me to stay, I'll stay because I can get going. No, but I'm going to stay back on the foundation keep, really quick. Keep going. Because when you, I, this is the deal. When you start, to, when I start talking about the internet, I just wanted to be like, I'm with the foundation. And so I do in this moment want to acknowledge that a lot of the comparison, a lot of the, the young ladies and guys not feeling like they're good enough, this whole highlight reel, this whole influencer, which I commend a great, you know, entrepreneur that is able to take their skills and use social media and and build an empire or build science off it. I'm all for that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the children and the grown up people that aren't able to see past that and they're comparing, which is a me issue. It's not it's not an influencer issue. It's the person issue. Always will be, but, but that's not how you can direct that approach to healing the scenario because then everybody's just gonna say, No, it could never be me. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. And so I think that when I think about how it's so much more difficult, Jay, when you just start talking, I was like, gosh, it is so much more difficult for us to show up now than it was for us to show up then because they have all these scenarios. And so just kind of going in and keeping them grounded, telling them don't be catfish. Don't just be talking to anybody on the internet and letting them slide up and 
sending pics. You don't know who you're sending stuff to, and you're going to end up on some crazy website. And so Eastern Bloc of stuff. Europe getting sold for X amount of euros. No, don't put yourself is, out there to no. be caught. No, we want to protect you, and we want you to have tools to know so that when something happens, if it does, you're like, oh my god, I'm aware of this. I've heard of this before. I know what this is. I know what's happening, and you're not just caught because it's happening in our own backyards. So we have that. And then we have a curriculum that we just wrote that I'm super proud of. Um, it's for uh, grades six through 12, and it's around human trafficking and mental health merged. And the cool thing about this curriculum, it has a teacher's guide. Washington State, where I'm at, they just signed a contract, um, a passed a bill that every single school has to teach human trafficking in the school. And we just came out with this curriculum. And this curriculum is top of the notch. We had, uh, we bought in the best writers, the best subject experts. I had my hand all over this too, eyeballing every I can see away. this. The passion on your face <laughs> and the excitement to be able to recount all the different parts of it is awesome. Makes me feel great when I see someone that can name off the things they were 100% confident in that they put together. That says something. If anybody takes anything from this episode, go back, play these sentences where she's explaining exactly what it is and how it came together and listen to the passion inside of that. There's so much passion in that. There's so, and you know why? Because this is what we needed mm. and this is what I needed. And I feel like some of the scenarios that have been thrown to the young people, if they only had the awareness and we could have been on the preventive side. And it's harder out here for parents, let's be real. And half the kids are latchkey because maybe now they're in a one-parent home or the economy's picked up and things are so expensive that parents are working multiple jobs. And there's so much stuff that people are getting into, Weird how not even happened. trying to dig for trouble. Yeah. Right. We, um, and so if yeah, we can ahead. be a part of the problem, I mean, solution. No, you go ahead. If we can be a part of the solution, then it's my job to be a part of the solution. Right. But that's, again, that goes back to discernment and uh, the passion that we have from day one. Um, talk about it all the time. I think that we're born passionate, original, authentic, and limitless. And that all the layers that we have put on us are the ones that we need to navigate in order to prove the original state but utilize those experiences as a mechanism to affect change in the now. Um, good, bad, and different. Um, I've learned from my mistakes and tried to implement them into the future. Um, I think that that's all we can ask people to do is look at the now, take stock, and stand up and do whatever it is you can from whatever perspective you came from, if you fucked up, you fucked up. Who the fuck cares? Because guess what? Give yourself grace. That's what grace is about. I don't get it. I don't get to be the Jesus police. That doesn't work like that. It's a grace thing. It's a I don't know the police and people for them. I'll screw right. it up. It's gotta remember and we're all screwed up and we all have we all have faults and we all fall short. So who are we? Right. Like, who are we? You can't do anything about the past, but you can do something about the future. Mm. So let's get to plowing. Mm. I can't do anything about last week. If I made decisions, if I wasted time, if I didn't have great boundaries, if 
I feel like I, you know, I missed opportunities to work on my own mental health. One of the things I like to do now is I like to go to the gym. Um, and the reason I Very go to good. the gym is because it's a great mind regulator. You guys, it's not all about weight. It's about being able to get to moving and commanding your day to line up with what you expect. It's also because our natural. So Jay, we just want to lay around like we, or we want to, like you said, our heart and our mind don't know what it's doing. We just want to sit in those moments. I like that. We'll watch a horror movie and try to relax at the same time with a brain that doesn't know the difference between the two. Um, you know, as far as absorbing the content, <laughs> we're not relaxing. You're like, ah! Oh no, we're <laughs> wasting that moment. We're giving it away once again. And someone like yourself has taken the reins of this cart and said, you know what, I'm going to give people something worthwhile with the moments that they won't donate to themselves or will give to Netflix or whoever else. Um, that's why it's important when you're a creator or you're running an operation or a foundation that you become not, you don't convince, you know what? This is a great place to stop on the preacher portion, right? Yeah. The reason absolutely. why I say this is because mm -hmm. I, I am enamored with the preacher. Always have been. I grew up in the South and preachers are a staple in the Bible Belt. And I think that there are two different types. And I think this I'm is more enamored with character, to be honest with you. And I'll explain. I just feel like that's a title. It is. <laughs> and here's my here's my reasoning behind this. I think that there is passionate testification or testifying. I used mm -hmm. I think I made that word up just mm -hmm. now. And then okay. I like it though. It sounds good. I Got love a lot it. of syllables. I want to use it. That's a whole <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> the other is simply a convincer. If you're trying to convince me of what you're selling or your opinion or your outlook or what you believe in, I don't want it. I don't want it because you don't believe in it. You don't believe in it strong yeah. enough for me to find it on my own. Rather than being a lighthouse yeah. and standing there and then that preacher, woo, that preacher will make you want to go out and fight with the 300 and fucking <laughs> with the Spartans to get things done. Yes. The one that's not convincing me and believes what they're saying. And I'm not even a religious person. I take the tenets. All of them got great tenets. I'll take the tenets. And if somebody's telling me to do good shit and they believe that we should be doing good shit. That's the guy I want to sit in front of or the woman I want to sit in front of. Not, <laughs> not the person that's trying to convince me. Because if you need to convince people, then you probably don't believe it yourself. I want to know that you're walking it out. And I'm not interested. And to be honest, that's why I laughed earlier when you said, oh, and oh, they have your pastor on here. And I said, huh? Because I'm more convinced. I'm more, it means more to me, to my character to stand for itself. The title means nothing. I don't even use that title when I'm out and about. I don't need that. You're going to, you should feel love from people, whether they're a pastor, if they're a podcaster, if they're a business person, your character will speak for itself. Agreed. And yeah. it, do you know what I mean? Like in that regard. So, I want to help you with that real quick. Right. Let's go for it. We've lived in a society long enough that that title while it has the connotations of more recent understandings that give it, you know, different outlooks from people, it's picked apart. But 
yeah. that title still holds a certain amount of, of reverence, not just reverence, of sanctuary. Mm, that's beautiful. I like that. When they used to do this in the medieval times, you were getting chased by somebody or the law or whatever it was, I think, and you would run to where? A church. Yeah. And you yeah. would declare what? Sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if someone has taken the time to dedicate to a profession that is to give back through their religion and express mm -hmm. those tenets, I think that it's admirable that that title is maintained despite the negative connotations that other people have brought to it so that mm -hmm. those that have had it given to them for so long as the sanctuary that's out there, even if it's one they can find that solace or at least get the bravery to run to you I love for help. That. It can yeah. be a burden. I love that. But it's a door. No, I, I honestly believe that. And I think, I think that that's a very good point when you just said it's very true. I agree with you 100%. I think for me, when we talk about, um, I just want, on every single person, like in this space, mm. I'm relational with the Lord and not religious. So I want every single person to know that I can hear them and that they can sit with me, whether I understand what they're going through or the way that they do things. And without, with me being a truth teller and not watering down what I believe, but showing love and acceptance that's so important to me. Sounds like every tenet in the religion. That's what, that's why sometimes for me, even though I'm grateful, you know, that, hey, I get, I get to be a pastor. I'm grateful for that. I don't take that lightly. But I, the focal point for me is I just want, when I walk in that space, that you, that you feel that love from me. Because it's, it's not even, it's just that it's what we need. It's what I've needed, right? When we went back to the beginning stages of, like we were talking in the beginning of the podcast and we were just talking about people not even being able to express their dysfunctions, their challenges, their mental health thing. I want to hear what you have to say because I want to see you better and not bitter. Like I want to okay. hold that space for you. you know? So hopefully that, yeah, better not bitter or not. We're not scorned. Oh, we don't want to be And I want way. you to understand by no means am I saying that you're not appreciative of your role and that you're not giving back or anything like that. I want you to take that as a compliment or a testament to I who do. you are and what people do feel when they come to you. There's no way that you're two different people than you are now in such a manner or such a degree that they wouldn't feel what I'm feeling right now. And I feel like you're an accepting and loving person and that you are here to help people. We don't give ourselves enough credit when we're being authentic or we don't love our authentic selves enough because I'm sure I could ask you right now, is this the authentic crystal clear? Yes. And I would say, yeah, absolutely. Because the authentic crystal clear knows that I'm honored to even be in this space to see what our conversations like and what I can learn and what we're gleaning from each other. Right. And how we can deposit something into your listeners ears that they think is just a small conversation, but it'll be a spark for later. Or an awareness, you know, or even through the little conversation we just had about human trafficking. If someone 
is able to hear that for their granddaughter, their niece, or, you know, their girlfriend or what have you, then we're doing our job. We're just doing what we're called to do in the way that we, we just do our job different. We both have a mic in front of us most of the time. Being a lighthouse is all that you can do for anybody because you can't live anyone else's life. You can't get somebody to the shore. All you can do is stand there and be as bright as you can possibly be. So bright so that every single ship out there has the opportunity. They don't have to follow you. Just stand out there every night. It's up to them to see your light. It's not up to you to find them. And it's not a search party. That option. Like if you were a helicopter with a fucking light out the side, searching for stuff, that's different, right? Just be a lighthouse. (laughs) I love when you say that. That just gives me chills every time you say it. I think it's so profound and so powerful. And I know that it's really your motto. Like I can feel it. It's hard. I love it. I tell the things that I do to people twofold. One for them, two for me. Because I need to hear these things every single day in order to keep myself between the rails. I'm not some guru that's walking around with his shit together all the time. No, I'm bouncing back and forth between the rails like everyone else. You know what meditation and exercise are for me? They're those stupid rails that you put on a bowling alley. To keep me from hitting the fucking gutter. That's it. Keeps me in the lane of life. That's it. And going back to you saying that exercise is so important. You could not be more right. It's not about the image obtained through the efforts that you get in exercise. Oh, look at me. I'm fucking Mr. Muscles. Whatever. You know, or I've got this particular look. No. No, 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 no right? Exercise is a method with which you wring stress and anxiety and those things out of your body. If you were, if the human body were a hand towel and stress and anxiety were water, exercise would be the method with which you cleanse yourself. Okay. You cannot be a clean cloth and wipe other people down if you're covered in shit. Don't nobody want that rag? If you're going to be a rag, that rag. Right. No. <laughs> Don't rub Don't that rag that. on my face. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Exactly, right? <laughs> Go clean your rag. Exercise. Meditate. Scream bloody murder. Laugh. Laugh so hard it hurts. I will mm. say this. In my lifetime, I have, I tend to have a lot of friends of color or of some kind of struggle, LGBTQ and things like that. Um, One of my closest friends, probably my best friend, he's from Chicago. Um, And I was in his wedding and I can tell you hundred people there. um, I was, I believe I, I might be too egocentric, but I'm pretty sure I was the only white person. Um, and I was a groomsman. Um, I had a badass suit, bowling ball, red and black shoes, beautiful tiger belt buckle, whole nine. <laughs> you were doing was, it, huh? <laughs> it was the most incredible day 
weekend I've ever had. Because the one thing that I have learned when being with that community is that you live life to its fullest at every moment possible. Laugh until it hurts. Cry. All those. And I love that. I've always been that person. I've always wondered why people were like, why? Oh, you're just making a scene. <laughs> like, no, dude, you're just jealous. You're not laughing that hard because that looks like it feels really fucking You just good. have no freedom. Right. Every, what kind of shackles? No freedom still mine. Who took your right? laugh? You don't let nobody. What kind of evil took you your laugh? that don't have any freedom still yours. That's yeah. got to be pure darkness. No. To make you not want to laugh with people around you. But I say that because the community was so open to me, treated me like family, allowed me to bear witness to their joy, right? With Otherwise, I wouldn't be invited to that table without him. We don't have a great track record out here, the white male, to be showing up at all these weddings, right? So I had to be an ambassador. Don't. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I had to be an ambassador. That's the way I look at it. If you find yourself in these situations where you are you blessed. Got some good food too, right? you? You're you got, damn right. You got some good food. And you're, if you're blessed with an invite to the barbecue, you better fucking conduct yourself accordingly. Because somebody else and wants a ticket too. Sauce. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes, and bring the hot sauce. And no ambrosia or some <laughs> other weird shit like that. Nobody wants your nobody wants your noodle caboodle. Nobody wants your fucking 17 layer dip of nothing. And if you own pets, you don't get to bring food, especially cats you, or birds. You own cats or birds, you can only bring takeout. Your oyster um casserole. <laughs> no, nobody wants that shit. I don't want it. Look, uh-uh. I don't want any casserole from a home because here's the issue. And please, you please use some seasons though. <laughs> See, I grew up in the South. We salt the shit out of everything. It's gravy on stuff. Everything's fried, all that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of okay in that scenario. But I can tell you when I went out and started eating the rest of the country's food, I was like, this is bland as shit. <laughs> everything didn't have that level of flavor. So long story short. I loved being with that family because that's my family, that part of my family. And I believe that if people took a page from the African communities or the African-American communities playbook, they would see that forgiveness, passion, and love are some of the biggest pillars I've ever seen there. Forgiveness, they're marrying the people that enslaved them. Like, it doesn't get any more obvious than that, right? They've gone the extra mile. They're loving us despite that, right? Live with passion. That's the reverend, the preacher, the person that's giving back to the community, the one that shows up every Saturday to help paint this graffiti wall with their friends, you know, because they get a chance, or they paint it white because they get to redo it the next week with another set of kids. Right? That's the passion. Mm. And then fucking just love the shit out of everybody. You don't see a rife in a black family go beyond a certain amount of time. It seems like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more, but I guess when you have as a community to self-soothe for so long, because you're not getting help from anybody else mm -hmm. in the world, you become so fucking strong from within. 
we're jealous of you. I am. I've always been jealous of the black community because fuck, they can trust their neighbors. That right there, what you just said, that's a that's a whole mouthful. Catch flack. Let, always do. Somebody out there will have no, something to say. No, but I'm just saying, and that's okay. I just listening to you and I'm like, that's the whole mouthful. And as I'm thinking, even right now in this moment, even though we're doing a podcast together, I just know that we have both in this moment invited each other to the table. You've invited me to your table. Damn right. Invited me with open arms. All pieces of me got to show up at your table. And for that, I'm forever grateful. So I just Mm. believe and hope that in my heart, that from our dialogue, even that we had today, like this amazing time that we had together, that we can show people that we just met and look how much we're, uh, there's so much that's alike and what's not alike. We understand from the other's perspective and just able to sit in those pockets and we're mm-hmm. unified. And so, I, I mean, this, this was, for me, this experience was, it was great and I'm grateful. I, like I'm grateful, grateful. Like, like I, grateful, grateful, grateful. I'm, I'm about to <laughs> shed a tear because when someone um, comes to you and says that they got to bring all of themselves to the table, I don't think we appreciate a statement like that for what it truly is. And especially from a woman and a woman of color who's taught oh, to no, mask. I'm just getting emotional because I can feel it. <laughs> taught to mask from day one just for your daily bread. And to, yeah. to be someone, that, to know that I have given you a space to be able to stand up and speak your truth makes every single bit of this worth it. If it were done today, I did my job. I could honestly turn the mic off and say, you know what? I did it. So thank you for giving me the confidence in what I'm doing and how I'm doing it so that I'll continue to do it. And the one thing I want to say, because I can feel we're segueing out, I want to say this really quick, your heart. I'm grateful for your heart. Because as long as your heart can continue to love and show hope, then we're winning. Because people like us, the lighthouse, we have to be able to keep our light bright and our heart has to stay clean. It can't get junky. Because if we look at what's going out in the world, it's easy to do. But we have a stronger sense of hope and power within us that won't let us our light down. I will say this. For the strength and solidarity of all of us, If your light does need to dim, hang a sign and tell everybody why so that they understand Mm. it happens to all of us and we can survive. Powerful. And I'm going to try myself on that one. (laughs) Oh, that was powerful. And with that being said, let's come out with this. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay stuck. So check in. And check on your strong friends. Mental health matters. Genuinely appreciate it. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for dedicating (laughs) your story to a larger cause. Um, I appreciate you. I know the listeners will appreciate you. You're welcome back anytime you have a seat. Oh, bless you. That's so kind. We're getting ready for our next mental health check-in, which is going to be in Los Angeles. We just finished one in the Washington State area. So if anything... I don't know if this is, if anyone, you know, if you ever want more information on that piece, um, Jay has given an opportunity for us to share a little bit about the foundation. We're still taking sponsors and those things. Mm. Um, 
for the event and we're fundraising and doing what we have to do so that we can help people. Well, please uh, make sure that you share all that with me because it'll be in the show notes. It'll be on our website. I'll have it included with your guest page so that we make sure that everyone gets the opportunity to be involved in it or sponsor it. Um, I'm going to talk to Gary, see if there's something we can do. Um, you know, right? That just melted my heart. I, you know that what, you have little to bit that we can. anyway. Oh, that's all right. I've, I've had tears in my eyes throughout the entire conversation. I'm proud of it because that just means that I care about what I'm doing and what I'm hearing. So um, I'm allowed to be proud of myself. Uh, I've never We am. get to count and celebrate our small victories. Right. We've come a long way. Love we. it. So I appreciate you, Crystal. And I know that everybody listening will as well. And remember everybody, be cool and keep learning. It's Jay, your host of the Tragedy Academy. I wanted to tell you about one of our fantastic affiliates, Into the AM. They offer the perfect basic tea that you've been looking for. Made with high quality materials and a comfortable, relaxed fit, these teas are perfect for any occasion. Whether you're hitting the gym or heading out to dinner, these teas have you covered. With a range of colors to choose from, you're sure to find a tea that fits your personal style. So if you need some new essential teas, check out Into the AM's collection by going to our website, thetragedyacademy.com, selecting sponsors and affiliates, and following the link to Into the AM. All purchases made through the Tragedy Academy website support our message and the show. Thanks for listening, and happy shopping.